in a world where tomorrow's blockbusters reign, three millennials look back on our generation's classics, on our generation's classics, our generation's classics, and remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials of the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch our generation's beloved movies of yesterday and review them from our modern adult perspective. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we are reviewing the never-ending story <laughs> from, <laughs> from 1984, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, written by Wolfgang Peterson and Herman Weigel, 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 uh, based, based on a novel on by a novel. Michael, a novel by Michael End. Okay, <laughs> starring Noah Hathaway, Barrett Oliver and other people those are actually the primaries i'm not really gonna list out maybe the childlike empress she was only in one scene really but she's tammy stronach um the father is like he's the father in everything 80s 90s yeah so yep gerald mcraney yep he's he's arguably the like the one person you'd recognize in this movie yeah aside from deep roy actually really randomly but so okay i have deep roy (laughs) down here and he is like he was in star trek x files he's in he's in everything he's in everything um all right quick synopsis serena go oh goody i've been preparing my whole life for this i'm just kidding (laughs) um so i can really get into this but um basically we have um the story follows a young boy, maybe nine or 10, and he has lost his mother. <laughs> Feel bad. <laughs> he, um, he's getting bullied at school. Um, things just aren't going so great for him at the moment. And he happens upon, um, while he's running from his, uh, bullies in a bookshop happens upon this, book this very cool looking book very fancy and it's got medallion on the top oh the medallion yep and um he he takes it well you know borrows it so to speak and goes to the school attic and escapes i guess you could say into this world fantasia that right is that what it's called Mm -hmm. that um kind of it's just chock full of life lessons. It's just underlying messages upon underlying messages. And, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's kind of like, almost like, a you know, little lesson, not lessons, but things that kind of help him get through what he's going through. Turns out he's in the story. He is part of the story. And, uh, and there's a big fuzzy flying dragon. <laughs> There's a big fuzzy flying dragon. I love that. That's good, perfect. 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 Good job. Serena, That's I have to say that arguably that was probably your best synopsis. I love it. It was also the most succinct. succinct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had looked through a few online and there's literally one that was just like one sentence, like troubled boy escapes yeah. through novel. And I'm like, well, we have more than that. So, right. Well, and I mean, to add the second layer, there really are two stories happening here. Like you said, there, there's Bastion and what you what you described. And then there's Treyu, and he has to find the the way to stop the nothing from taking over Fantasia. Um, right, which gave me Stranger yeah. Things vibes, by the way. It's funny you say that because I made a note about Stranger Things. Yeah. Me too. Oh my God. That's really funny. Interesting. Yep, yep. Um, 
So um, I've seen this movie a million times. I picked this movie and the reason I picked it is because I would just regretted not picking it. It's, it's one, it's in my top five. It's one of my all time favorite movies. And Um, I see why I see why (laughs) Tracy does not agree with me. That's okay. I, Um, there's so many like negative reviews, not reviews, but from like people I've talked to, they're like, that movie's so creepy. And I'm like expecting something totally different. This is the first time I watched it, this expecting something totally different. And I was like, Oh, I like this minus the weird um, voices and stuff. Fair enough. Um, voices. Let's make a note. I'm going to go over those two. Okay. Um, I don't want to say I disagree with you, Bet. I agree and understand why you picked it. Yeah. It's definitely would not be in my top. Five. It's just not your cup of tea. No. So Fair that's enough. okay. Fair we enough. can agree to disagree. Yep. <laughs> so Tracy, you've seen it before, right? So yes. But I think I saw it in the eighties. Yeah. Like it was wow. a long, like totally. a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And to a point where I, like, I couldn't have told you anything about the plot. Sure. Fair enough. I, like, I remember Falcor. I remember Atreyu. Well, I, mean, I remember, even, right, I, I, mean, like, I remember as a kid, not understanding the plot. So <laughs> if you, the last time you watched it was as a kid. Yeah. You wouldn't remember the plot yeah. because you probably didn't understand the plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some confusion in inception. Yeah. So Serena, was this your first time watching? It was uh, shocking. I know <laughs> there's a lot of first going on in this season for me, and I don't know why. Well, but I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. we've turned you into a movie watcher. I'm a cinephile. Yeah. I'm a certified cinephile. Right. <laughs> Woo. And so you were pleasantly surprised by this, but it's because you had people saying that it wasn't going to be. I don't time. know who told me that it was a crap movie. I can see there's some things about it that could use some improvement, but it's oh, also it's not 19... a perfect movie at all. No, but no. it's a 1984 film. And I, I don't know. I actually just like the premise. I like the messages in it, you know? And it's funny you say that because I made a note. I was like, why did it never occur to me that the reason I love this movie so much is because it's about storytelling. It's about yeah. the, the beauty of storytelling and how important storytelling is in our world, in our culture. And that is, that is me and like what I, you know, so yeah. of course I'm, of course this, this movie is going to speak yeah. to me. So. Um, which is to go more into Betsy's psyche. Um, <laughs> I love it. Is one of your favorite um, plays is Hades town. Yes. So yes. I saw uh, a lot of reflection in that because I was like, okay, well, like before I started watching, I was like, okay, why is it called the never ending story? Cause it has like an end. It's not one of those things that loop or whatever, but the point of it is that you can reread it and he can go through the whole thing again or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that's like Hades town does that too. It's like, and we're going to read it again. We're going to see, you know what I mean? We're going to yes. do it again. Yep. And you can. Yep. And you've got the story within a story within a story element. And yeah, no, I, I like that. That was it's a, like the hero's journey and it's like yep. losing things and yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, and yeah, I like, I, I like, I like stories that talk about stories, which is funny because one of the genres that I hate the most in movies is movies about m- making movies. That's really funny. Yeah. Right. Isn't that yeah. really funny? That annoys me. Yeah. Because that seems self-serving upon itself. Yeah. Right. But movies about storytelling in general or stories about storytelling. I love. I will. It's wholesome. It is. There's something wholesome about it. 
Yeah, that's true. Like, um, stranger than fiction and like, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> when my voice goes up like that, you know, <laughs> you know, I enjoy something. And I start writing down what she's saying. I'm like, what's she suing about? I'm going to put that. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so, so Tracy, let's go back to, um, what did you, did you have anything that was like, oh yeah, I do. I did remember this scene. I do remember this from when you were a kid. Um, really? It was, it was almost like watching for a first time. It was almost like watching for the first time. Mm-hmm. I almost remember it as, as like, I remember like the movie poster and I remember mm-hmm. stills. Yeah. And I think it's because I've seen like bits and pieces of it. So I've seen like, um, Bastion riding Falcor. Yeah. And same I've here. I've seen, yeah. um, like the swamps of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the, I don't remember just the, the way it's kind of pervaded our culture. Yeah. Seen yeah. It. And yeah. it's, I think it, I think in my head, because I just confuse it with a lot of eighties movies. So like, I think of labyrinth and I think of princess mm-hmm. bride yep. and that kind of thing where it has the same <sighs> level of CGI and that storytelling aspect, um, that I just, it was, that was the eighties. So, yeah. And I got, so they the I really love the practical effects in this. You mentioned the CGI, and I'm sorry. I think the practical effects in this were so effective, and it might be because I do have the nostalgia factor. So when I was a kid, I never ever questioned that he was talking to a giant turtle, and she was really sneezing on him, and like all this stuff. I never questioned that. So as an adult, <laughs> I don't question that either. But I think that the puppetry. And I, I specifically Morla. I think Morla's puppetry was very good. Falcor. I was gonna say because I usually am a huge, huge fan of puppetry. Like I am all for. I rather have an actor interact right. with something. Yeah. It, but it. Some of them were just. Yeah, and the the, like only, the wolf was bad. The wolf. Oh was yeah. Bad. The um, only yeah. thing I have to say about Falcor, <laughs> Falcor and the wolf, I I agree. I think they're not well done, but they were presented solely in the movie that I had already been sold on the movie, so yeah. it wasn't enough to take me out. It was just I forgave it because I was already sold on the movie. Yeah, but I do agree that that puppetry was not worth. But that said, I would rather have the bad puppetry than a bad than the CGI. bad CGI. Yeah. Then yeah. 80 CGI. Yeah. yeah. I'll take that uh, puppetry. You know what? A hundred percent. Yeah. So um, I, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, this doesn't seem like CGI, but I feel like Tracy's not going to like this part. Like I usually <laughs> see something and I'm like, I can kind of like spot you can hear I'm, me in your voice. You're, <laughs> yeah. You're in my head. You're like, yep. oh, this is come on. <laughs> come on. guys. Um, so what I do have an impression of is I remember two things, basically mm-hmm. that it was sad with the horse. Mm-hmm. and Falcor. Mm-hmm. And as a child, I think I was the only one alive when this movie actually came out, by the way. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think but I think correct. your sister who was older yes. watched it. And this so I my, think I watched This is one it. of my sister's favorite movies yeah. as well. Yeah. So I, I think I watched it too young. So like you said, I don't think I understood any of the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was scared of Falcor. Like that's he, fair. He scared me. He, like his voice, scary. His, it's like, his voice. It's like that deep voice. And like, and I thought it was a dog, but it's a dragon and he's furry mm-hmm. and the misproportioned head. 
Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. it's like the big eyes, the big nose, this big head. I, I just, well, and the other thing about him, not to, sorry, not to step yeah, on no, you, but, no, please. um, I, when I, when I was a kid, especially I responded to, um, I, aura is such a, the word, but like, you know, how, how, what is the presented feeling. to me for the feeling of, of the character and Falcor because he was so jovial and smiley at such a dark and sincere time of the movie I thought he was a villain because or like I got the impression that like am I supposed to trust him because why is he so happy he shouldn't be that happy so yeah he he had trust issues and he was never a big Falcor fan everybody else seemed to love Falcor and I was like Okay. It's his voice. That's- if he had a different voice, the whole thing would have been different. Yeah. He had like a terrifying voice. Yeah. That's yeah. But true. we talk a lot on here about how like music and whatnot and everything sets a tone and mm. for what you do expect. And you're right. The tone and everything with him is not what you expect. So you're like, right. how am I supposed to feel about this? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. didn't, it just didn't quite work, but um, that's okay to me. <laughs> Cause honestly, if you think about it, Falcor, not in a lot of that movie. Not really. A lot of people are not in a lot of this movie, right? (laughs) Which is why I only named two actors. I know, I know. It really does come down to those two. Um, that said, my favorite has always my favorite character has always been the rock biter. Oh my god! But I yes, him. Great introduction. Talk about something you think is bad turns out to be good. He is, and he's like, he's such a sweetheart. Like he's just pure good. And it's I I made a note. Let me. I'm going to read my note. As a kid, it was Artax's death. As an adult, it's Rockbiter's monologue at the end that it hit me. It hit me hard. (laughs) The they look like good strong hands, don't they? Oh. Every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might have fallen asleep at that part. Um, what was I going to say about him? Um, he was the puppet that you could tell was a puppet yes. that I was like, I was like, yes, yes, please. like I'm there for it. Like even though like the 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 mouth didn't quite match, and I was I was fine with that. Right. Um, I but- was like, nope, this is him. That's how he talks. He is. He eats rocks. Right. And it's you, you never questioned his size because, and all they had to do was put the camera down to his feet and shoot up. That was yep. all they did. He was never in a scene with anybody else at the same time. Yep. And it worked. Yep. It was very effective. All right, biter. Anyway. All right. Well, then speaking of favorite parts, uh, what was everyone's favorite? I was saying that I, oh, you were not prepared for that question. I was not Sorry. prepared, no. I, I thought you were like, where did that segue come no, from? no, no. <laughs> No, no, you ask the same questions every weekend and uh, I, uh, yeah. Well, so to finish, finish my favorite part, cause it was Rockbiter, but it really was the, the characters in general. I just, the visual aspects of seeing all the different types of characters, especially at the beginning when we're having that council at, what's the name of the city? Fantasia, the city. What's the tower called? The yeah, it's the is it the tower? The ivory? Yeah, the ivory, the ivory tower. tower. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Serena. I'm like, yeah, it's Serena's something. here. <laughs> um, when they have that council and you get to see all the different types of uh, people who are who populate Fantasia, I, I just always do. You like, know who's in there? No, who? Mickey Mouse, Chewbacca, C3PO, Yoda. I missed all of that. <laughs> yep. Uh, wait, how did I'm I miss that? Go look at oh, that again. I, I, I took a picture or I have a picture. Um, send it to the group there? chat. All right. 
but yeah, I, I like it. I, whenever I get the sense that they, that they went to the makeup and props and SM, FX departments and was like, here, here's free reign to create whatever characters you want. Whenever I get that vibe, I'm like, yes. I would say one of my favorite things at first, I thought the movie was going to be wicked cheesy, but it ended up not being held up. (laughs) But, um, I really appreciated the acting skills of the children. You know what? That's fair. That is really fair. Yep. The, the crying was just heartbreaking heartbreaking noah hathaway turned it out and yeah. <laughs> he never went it on to like he's not an actor yeah <laughs> no, I know. he's he a tattoo artist he's a tattoo artist right he's a tattoo artist yeah so i treat uh serena i completely agree with you even and barrett oliver too like they they had to carry this movie with their acting and they did i yeah. i'm gonna say because we've said this before and and maybe it was because the they went through hell the kids of before now they're acting in like the eighties and uh, no, in the eighties and before the act children actors were good actors. Yeah, they were. Yeah. There's or, a or they were held up to like a different standard. Yep. Whereas yep. I feel like a lot of the children actors today are just very like surface level. Oh yeah. Say the lines and, and giggle. And I, I don't know. Yeah. And There's, there, are, there are exceptions to that, but yeah, but yeah, not a the lot. Depth, the depth. It's the depth. Either you and have maybe, it or you don't. And you know what? Maybe I shouldn't blame the children. Maybe I should blame the script and the directors. Whereas a lot of kid adventure movies mm-hmm. are very surface level. They're not mm-hmm. this. They would never allow a, a child to have like a, a dead dog or a dead mm-hmm. uh, horse or something. You know what I mean? Like it just wouldn't. It wouldn't he comes happen. Back it has, at the end, it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, Betsy's face. And, um, oh God. Uh, which I think goes into my favorite part is actually the the shared trauma of our generation. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. She got a chef's kiss for that. Everybody. I did. I did. That um, was beautiful. Because um, trauma bonding is like no other bonding out there and our entire generation had trauma with this movie yeah yeah i'm with you and a a lot of movies had this and i think this was one of them where everyone's like yeah yep Yep. that's where a little piece of me died and uh, and going back to serena's favorite part noah hathaway sold it if no if if art it was devastated wasn't that level of devastated that level of like like fear and oh my god he it wouldn't have been nearly as effective, but he, he I agree because yeah. I, like I said, I only remember like the, the, like the still frame of him, like pulling. Yeah. Um, having said that, I didn't really remember what led up to it. And it's not like we had a full hour of him bonding with this horse. No, it's I the think, second scene with yeah. this horse. Like, yeah. I think he, like then the first scene, he gave him an apple or something or something to yeah. eat. And then the sex, next scene, he died. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were emotionally invested. He was emotionally, he was invested, emotionally and invested. We were, we were responding to him. That right. is I'm, I'm profusely nodding my head. Yes. I absolutely <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's always trauma bonding is always a good favorite part of any movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that 
that scene is a good answer to our normal next question, which is how is this movie millennial? Because like Tracy said, it's yes. just, that is such an iconic, it's it like what we expect ch- the child catcher from Chee Chee Bang Bang to be, mm. our text is even more so because even more people have seen this one. Yeah, so, agreed. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I, I have another quote of akin to the other, I mean, another note, akin to the note I gave before, which is mm-hmm. as a kid, it was the child catcher from JJ Bang Bang. As an adult, it's Mork's monologue at the end. And the quote example I gave was because people who have no hope are easy to control. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That one resonated with me because right. I mean, hello. Gamork's monologue at the end. I, as an adult, I'm like, Oh my God, like (laughs) nothing as a concept. And he, I mean, he kind of spells it out for you, but you, you kind of have to have it spelled out a little bit, Yeah. but it's such a strong message. Yep. And I almost feel like it gets buried a little bit, but that's okay. That's what it is because I misunderstood what that, what he said. And Mm. I had to go back. Cause I was like, I, I flipped it. They were, and they were like, uh, so yeah, it did get buried. Cause I had to be like, what did he just say? I need mm. to read. Yeah. Basically he spells out the concept. The idea is that the nothing is um, like, apathy. you know, people, people kind of, yes. Um, yeah. People are losing the ability to imagine the ability to um, escape into stories and all this stuff. And, and the nothing is coming and taking that away from us. And when we lose the ability to imagine we lose the ability to hope and when we lose the ability to hope we can be controlled and so the gamork and this actually is going to lead into a question for everybody so um in this monologue mork says that he is a servant of the power behind the nothing and we never necessarily learn what that power is mm-hmm. but i think it's because it's open to interpretation so my question mm-hmm. is what do we think the power behind the nothing is Hmm. We just went deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think what I understood from it, from this movie was the very beginning, the uh, bookseller was like, oh, you don't want any of this. Go to the arcade. Oh, yes. you want easy comic books. So I almost feel like it's technology and a short ascension span. Mm-hmm. And, and I almost, you know, it's still today, like when the, um, it's almost like, like it's worse today. It is worse today with like yeah, cell phones yep. and even like TikTok and stuff. It's it's those short snippets and that people need this like instant gratification. People don't mm-hmm. actually sit down, myself included, who I love books. I, I mean, if you've learned anything about me from, through this podcast is I, I like the book. I, I don't have time to actually sit down and read a physical book anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be doing three or four other things. So yeah. Right. I, it it is the way of society now. Yeah. And it's sad, but Mm -hmm. it's true. Yeah. It's crazy that in 1984, it was almost like a projection into what was to come. And I'm seeing a lot more of that now a days when you look at old movies, you're like, oh, I see there was a message, almost like a warning label. (laughs) I feel like in the eighties in it usually was like, oh, good technology. We're getting a computer. Like in it it was, it was seeing the positive sides of technology in most media. And in, you know what I mean? Whereas this was kind of, kind of a negative. 
well, and I, well, I think that the eighties was the first um, generation of kids where um, they were getting lost in the technology, lost in the stories and lost in the media that they were, had access to all of a sudden. Um, so it was, it was like a fear. I mean, it, it was, this was an adult who was writing this. Um, what's interesting is it was a German book. I think you met you, you were about to touch on that and then you didn't. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't think to think of the cultural differences between Germany and the U S because I mean, true. yes, there are differences between the book and the movie. There always are, but I mean, the main, the main theme is still the same. It's yeah. still there. So I don't know. I just, it didn't even occur to me to think yeah. about so, that. Did though. you both read the um, book? I no. read the book in high school. So I remember very little of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, uh, it was a, a German book, a German who wrote that and the director was German mm-hmm. and they shot it in Germany. Oh, interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. The huh. majority of it, they did yeah. a lot in, um, they also did stuff in Canada. Um, there. Yeah. um, and it was the, I think the highest grossing German production of a film. Um, oh, and they have two cuts of the movies. They had a German cut of the movie and they had, I don't, I don't think it was shot in German, like mm-hmm. German speaking. Um, although a lot of the voices were dubbed, but dubbed in English. Um, and the, it was paced differently for German audiences. And then Steven Spielberg was given the film and repaced it for American audiences. I'm not surprised about that. Yeah. Oh, I kind of want to try to track down the German version then. It, it okay. exists. It, it, it's out there. They, they in the re- archives. Oh, yeah, no, God, it does. I think that. there's seven more minutes and it's, re, you know, re whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, and I think as a, sorry, that's no um, as a thank you, Steven Spielberg was given the medal. Oh, wow. Okay. So they approved of Steven Spielberg recutting it. Cause yeah, the, the immediate thing that popped into mind, because that's not a new concept that that still happens today where a, a movie wants to, you know, be, be distributed in America, but they were going to, they're going to require changes. And the notorious one that I think can think of is Harvey Weinstein um, wanted to recut Snowpiercer. And that's why it got delayed as the distribution got in America got delayed so long because oh. the filmmaker was like, nope, you are not, you are not changing this movie. You can oh. either distribute it as is or not distribute it. My mom so, loved that show. Was it a show, right? It became a show. It became it was a originally show. a movie. Okay. Um, but it was, it was Chris Evans before Chris Evans was Chris Evans. Oh, right. oh no. That- I think that that's why eventually it managed to get distributed, even though it wasn't changed for America. Because right, because it actually it had came the names. after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Chris Chris Evans got famous, yeah. and so that allowed it. But uh, yeah, that happens a lot, and I, I I am always curious when there are different cuts depending on the country. Yeah, I lo- interesting. Um, that was a digression. <laughs> I just sat back and let it happen. I'm like, yep. they're on a, they're on a roll right now. I don't now. even know I'll, where I'll... we started with that guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. So as a kid, like, like, and when I say kid in this context, I was like, this was like the first couple of times I watched this. I was less than 10. I was like, you know, maybe eight. Less so I was, 10. I was young. Um, so when I was a little kid, I remember not fully understanding a Treyu's gender. I 
I don't know why, but he didn't yeah. read. He had a very, he had very soft features and he had long hair, long hair. And I, his voice, I don't think had dropped yet. So I, it's dubbed over. That's not his voice. Oh, okay. What? Still, still, it it was something, something was reading to me as he was not presenting as masculine, but he also wasn't necessarily presenting as feminine. So I, and I didn't really, I was like, all right, whatever. Like he's, he is what it is. There is no romance in this. It was just, he was the, well, and I, so what I wrote, my note was he's truly and purposefully a cookie cutter hero trope, meaning he only presents the traits that are pertinent to that trope, to the hero's journey. So that's like stoicism and bravery and wisdom and um, kindness and um, hope and blah, blah, blah. All those concepts are genderless. So if, and I, do not think they should ever remake this movie or try to make a reboot or whatever. But if they were, I would be very interested if they made a Treyu genderless or non-binary. No, or- they would make him a handsome man and they would make him fall in love with the Empress. <sighs> no. That's why I don't uh, think it should ever be remade. But yeah. anyway. Oh, well, but just going off of that, yours, like- Bets, and, and I don't know if they thought about this, but because I kind of thought, uh, I don't think I quite realized I was thinking this, but- the person who's reading the story mm. is inserting himself into the book and seeing himself in betray you. Right. So what if a girl read that book? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think that it was purposeful that they made him come across as almost gender or androgynous, I guess, but it did. It did. I never, I never read him or, or looked at him as a purely male character it's just, it, I don't know. I, I think that is just, I don't think it was a, on purpose. I think it was because it was the eighties and they let children be children. True. They didn't That's over-sexualize true. any of them. Yep. So they, it, they weren't a, a gender or it wasn't, it wasn't overly because they were just wearing clothes. Yeah. They weren't, they were just yep. going on. It wasn't about a romance. It wasn't about sex. Right. It wasn't about, so it was just. It just was what it was. It just that was. That is very true too. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Oh, no. Speaking of 80s. Okay. Stranger Things. Oh, yep. My comment with Stranger Things is Bastion and- Could I be s- Will? Will. <laughs> he is Will. He is Will. Or rather Will is Bastion. Yeah. But I never noticed it until this watch through. And then I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. That's Will. Okay. Oh, yeah. From the haircut, even the face, they look similar. The clothes, yeah. everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Like th- Will would definitely be bullied and run away and steal a book from a book. Like, yeah. 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 Not not just steal a book, but leave a message that says, Don't so, worry, I'll return it. Right. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, that was my only that was my I just yeah, had same. to get that in same. there. Yep. What made you, Serena, what made you think it of uh, Stranger Things with this? Uh the concept of the nothingness. Oh. Like okay. it made me think of what's the, the upside thing? down yeah the upside down mm, and I the upside that. down yeah. and like a in an alternate reality slash could be what's coming right I haven't guys I haven't seen the latest season of stranger things so I don't know the latest so don't say anything but um <laughs> like <laughs> the upside down I think like there's a potential that it's going to become the upside right <laughs> So, yeah. and as far as the nothingness, I mean, that's, I, that's and I'm idea. at the end, he, great. he, he jumps on Falcor and rides through 
the upside up you're with, you know? Yep. 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 Yeah. That was, that's, I totally agree with you on that. Um, all right. So what are those are all, no, those are all my notes. Um, I have very, I've got one more. I have little nitpicky quote, um, uh, notes. Um, uh, is Bastion short for Sebastian? I don't think it is. If not, who the hell names their kid Bastion? I know somebody whose name is Moonchild. Okay, yes. Can we talk about Moonchild? So I like I was trying to do research as I was watching this. So I I had read that part where like he screams out the name in in the rain, and they're like, and we think it's Moon Moonbeat. What is Moonchild? Child. And I was like, oh, it's probably like Margaret or something, and. And we, and all we see is just him mouthing it. And I'm like, no, that's what he says. And I, in the book, it's Moonchild. Like that is the name. <laughs> Do they ex- like, so they never, it just seems random. I know. I read it's- somewhere that was like, that's her, her maiden name. I'm like, what 10 year old knows their mother's maiden name? <laughs> so it's funny because people always ask like the filmmaker and the childlike empress and blah, blah. I'm like, who, why has nobody asked the author? Because there, he's the guy who made it up, but I don't know. I don't know where he, where he got it from. Unless it's a bad German translation. I, so I, I, I read a blog, <laughs> a blog article. So, you know, it's good quality writing. Um, but basically he was like, here are all the theories of Moonchild and all this crap all thrown together. And it was, it is a slightly different translation. If you did it directly from German, it was like child of the moon instead of moon child. Um, he also said that it, it was potentially a reference to an older text. And I don't remember what that text was. So it may have been a reference. Um, my sister always passed it off as, oh, well, she was a child of the sixties. So her parents were hippies. So that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> um, it's just random. I, I, I think it's, it's basically lost in translation because it, Fantasia, the, the word Fantasia, that was also a Fantastica is yeah. what it actually yeah. was in the book. Yeah. Um, also, okay. Another note I have Bastion's father drinks what bodybuilders stereotypically drink and it's disgusting. Yeah. Nasty, <laughs> nasty, nasty. <laughs> I, so it's funny that that entire scene is I'm like, oh, he's making He's making himself a smoothie. And all I can see is that 80s kitchen with the 80s blender. I think my mom still has that blender yep. with the with the orange button. Yep. That's, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 I saw yep. that and I thought the same thing. I was like, hey, and like the Tupperware had top that. to it. Yep. Yeah. That's all deformed now if you still yes. have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Did we talk about the theme song? We did not. I sang part of the theme song, yeah. but we didn't talk about we, it. We don't have to talk about much about it, but to eighties uh, theme song. Oh, it was so like 80s. a, it was like a top hit at the time. Like eighties. So yeah. I, and I say that in a, in a negative way because eighties theme songs to me are just not good. No, they were, so, they were almost too happy. Is that weird to say? Yeah. yeah. It, and there was so much synth, just so much. Yeah. Having said that and talking about the German origins, the German, um, uh, whatever version does not have all of that music. It only has orchestra music through the whole thing. (gasps) Ooh. Okay. I really need to watch this version. I really need to do it. All right. I am on a mission. Um, so I only have one other note and it is a, oh, no, I have two quotes, two more notes. 
Here we go. One. Why on earth does a school have an attic? And <laughs> why? <laughs> and why is it full of stuffed animals? So, rhetorical question, but I just had to make that note. I noticed right, why that it, it was very out of place. It didn't make sense to me. He should have just ran home and yeah. gone up into the attic. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we have is. a test today. I can't go into class if we have a test. And I was like, how long did it take him to read it? Is right? That's a big book and home? the print is really small. Well, I yeah. think that, that was part of it is that he was staying. He like, because he had to have been at least the next day because right. he flies after the bullies on a morning. Yeah. I, so, okay. So, oh, all right. Here's, here's a, a little mini topic. Never ending story part two. Oh, so there was yep. part two and there was actually part three, which I never saw. Whatever. So, yep. Part two. I have watched arguably just as much as I've watched the first one. And that is a subplot where he is so bad in that, in that movie, Bastion actually goes into Fantasia and the father has this little subplot where he is, his child is missing from the real world and is like, what do I do? How do I find it? And he is the one who's reading the story of Bastion in the, in Fantasia. So fun fact another inception within inception yeah is the book they own in the first movie they only cover half the book so never ending story two is the other half of the book never ending story three is its own its original thing that's why that's why i've never seen it and i don't like it also jonathan brandis is the second one so i mean come on do we like him or no he's just he's he's that he's that he's he's that that he was that 90s kid yep Oh, Nimbly was it? Nimbly, I love the character of Nimbly. The okay, the villain in the second one, she scared the bejesus out of me. Anyway. I must have seen. I'm gonna have to look up pictures. I must have have watched that at your house. Probably, probably. Again, like I said, I think I, when I was a kid, I definitely watched the second one more often than the first one. Now, as an adult, I think the the watching has balanced out because I appreciate the first one so much. But the second one definitely had more of like a kid adventure vibe because our main character Bastion was in Fantasia. Um, you know what? I think I've actually watched this one more. Yeah. I, now that I'm looking at pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> my only other com- um, note I have is a quote that my sister always says. And I, this is the first time I've ever actually caught the quote in the movie. I've only ever just heard Marissa say it, which is to the winch wench. <laughs> okay. That part directly. I don't know what came first, but that's princess bride. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, um, the warring like husband, wife, husband, wife, yeah. old people in like a weird like one's like a scientist wizard or whatever yeah no i yes (laughs) all right those are all my notes mine are done martini shot would you recommend this movie well i think you know my answer we'll say it anyway i'm i'm a yes and i'm a yes of course and i and i like I said, I'm not going to be like, oh, I love this movie so much. It's my favorite. Like, no offense, B, but <laughs> no, no, no. But I, like, I totally understand. But like, cause there was some cheesiness and like stuff that I was like, all right, like I could fast forward this, but like the message there, I just, I would definitely recommend this. And mm-hmm. I, I, I like it. Good. All right. And then I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm obviously yes. Tracy, go ahead. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Um, because I think the people who 
I think should have seen this would have seen this. Like, I Serena feel like didn't. this. Well, yeah. All right. Serena didn't. I Wait, think, Serena I think didn't. it's a millennial movie where it's, it's, it's part of our, and that's why I liked it is yeah. like I said, that shared trauma or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. Kind of like a moment in time. I feel like too. we did pull a message out there, but I think kids who are watching it are not they're not going to pick up message. on it. They're not going to yeah. pick yeah. up on that. Like we didn't pick up on that. I didn't pick up children. on it until I was an adult. And um, I was like, oh, and it's, duh. it's one of those things. It's, it's the Rudolph factor, you know, the, the claymation yeah. Rudolph. No, if you just introduce that to an adult, they're like, what is this? Yeah. Where you have to watch it as a, I don't know. Serena I don't know. liked it. <laughs> I certainly liked watching Serena, All movie. right. This movie. <laughs> That's all right. She, all right. Betsy's like <laughs> Betsy's no, like debunking. No, no Betsy's no, like just, debunking no, everything I, you're saying because no, like I am the exception. I'm the she exception. Is, that that is the perfect example for people like Serena who should watch this. But but those people know. are not common. No, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a rare. No, gem. no, it's good, I'm and I'm glad. Gem. I'm glad that Serena liked it because I think you know our, our mission. We want people to yeah. watch older movies because they're very good. I don't know if I would recommend this one. Fair enough. No, so, fair enough. No, I understand. I understand. Um, so um, just a reminder, this is the season finale. Mm-hmm. Wait, the um, next one that we're doing is the season finale. Yeah, the next one we're recording is the season finale. Yeah. So you're, not you're picking the season finale movie for us to watch. Oh, snap on a stick. <laughs> okay. okay. So of the 200, Serena, I have narrowed it down. My guess of which one you would pick. I have narrowed it down to 11. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read. And I've rattle got them off, baby. R- rattle okay. them off. Pitch perfect. Easy A. I think I own that. Mean Girls. I feel right. like those Great are all, movie. all three of those are the same, like kind of the same. Yeah. Not the variations same movie, but of the same movie. Variations yeah. of the same yeah. thing. Yeah. You've got, you know, that's a, yeah. that's a genre. My, my younger sister will slaughter me if I don't pick Mean Girls. But anyways, continue. <laughs> Then we've got Titanic. I feel like that was very generational. It was a huge movie. We've mentioned it several times. (laughs) Betsy's upset. I just recently did a rewatch on that. If you're telling me I have to watch it again. No, I'm not. I won't do it because it's too long and I watched it too many times, but continue. Hocus Pocus. Wait, now I just watched that. I know. Tis the the season. Tis the season. I'm going to veto that because I think literally because Hocus Pocus 2 just came out, I think everybody just watched Hocus Pocus. Yeah, no. But I just wanted to say that it was on there and it, I very much affected. And it would, if if Hocus Pocus 2 didn't just come out and I rewatched one and the second one twice in the last couple of weeks, I would have probably picked something like Hocus Pocus. Love that movie. And the first one, yeah, no beating it. Continue. Dirty Dancing. The Breakfast Ooh. Club. The Breakfast Ooh. Club. Ooh. Oh, um, God. The Fast and the Furious. Uh, I've overdone that. Ocean's Eleven. Now, I think Ocean's Eleven because I have mentioned You guys are going to slaughter me if I don't So many that. times, like just to give it as an example, like we use that as we an example for as different example for things, so things. For di- whatever. And I think, Sarita, you said you've never seen it, right? Yeah, I don't think I have. Um, and then, of course, The Wizard of Oz. And the sound of music. Okay. Of course. All great movies. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have a strong feeling towards one movie right now. Hold on. Uh, hold okay. on. I'm going to send off. it to you. And I feel like you have to pick your top three. And then we get to like. We did this as a way to whittle down the list for you. That's, 
That's if true. you want to pick off of the main no. list. No, okay. no, you guys know me. <laughs> Listen, you guys know me better than I know myself for the most part. So when it comes to movies, you are my girls. I, I really want to pick Dirty Dancing. It is. Classic. I really, really want that movie. You know what? My mom loved that movie. I love that movie. It's been decades since I've seen it. Um, it was between, it's between Dirty oh, Dancing. Sylvia. It's between yes, Dirty Mickey. Dancing and Breakfast Club, but I've more recently seen The Breakfast Club. I think Breakfast Club is great, a great songs. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I guess in reality, the top me. three, Dirty mm-hmm. Dancing being number one, Breakfast mm-hmm. Club being number two, Mean Girls being number three. Wow. I, I'm going to have to go. With I kind of thought she was going to go Sound of Music. I don't know how many times you brought up Sound of Music in you the know, history of Millennials in the Movie House. It's not definitively Millennial. It's, it's not an everybody not. movie. It is an everybody do, movie. We do sometimes I, season, but. I, I think a lot of people have seen Dirty Dancing and those who haven't should. Um, yeah, I've seen what? it. It's been a long time. And I. A long time. I have not watched it. Excuse that movie me. In a long time. Patrick Swayze. In his prime. You, it was. Me. Oh my gosh. Everybody it was a trivia pause, question. Okay. I'm going to ask you. This was a trivia question. What is the name of the place they stay at? Uh. Don't tell me it's the roadhouse. Catskills. I was so upset because I couldn't think of it. it it's I don't part know. of the song. It's yes, song. that's exact. That's um, all I kept doing. I, that's the time of my life. No, not that song. <laughs> no, it keeps on going in my head. It keeps on going to old line. I did. Sign. I don't yep. know why. <laughs> I I did the same exact thing at trivia and I ran out of time. So I was like, I know it. It's in that song. She's the hula girl and she's singing about it. <laughs> it's Kellerman's. Kellerman's. Oh, I would have never guessed that. Come oh on. my God. I never guessed that. I know. That hurt. That hurt it me. I know. It that, did. It struck I had to like you. wheel back from the, from the bike. <laughs> um, are you guys, how do you guys feel about that pick? I love it. That's a yeah, great, that's I great. mean, that is iconic. That is a I, great choice. I think Wait. it's an iconic, I think it's an iconic film. And I think, um, I think I'm due for a rewatch. I don't know about you guys, but I am due for a rewatch. It's probably been at least 15. I don't know when Eight, it came out. 90s? I thought, 87. I thought it was older to be honest, but I guess it's oh, I thought it was in the newer. 60s or it was something, based, right? It, yeah, it was, it was, um, but it's a period piece. Yeah. Yes. But no, I'm um, excited. And um, friendly reminder, if you have an extra couple of hours, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray are also in Red Dawn together. Oh, two movies together, Red Dawn was a good Red movie. And Red Dawn is a good movie. And I highly recommend it. But- the original, right? Isn't yeah, there- the original. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, re- the remake was n- not good. ever. Usually, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. All right. So Dirty Dancing next time. All right. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsofthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the Movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials. And we'll see you at the Movie House. Thank you.